0: Okay. Well, hello everybody. A little bit of a different thing for you here today. This was going to be the first of our player character interviews. And uh, we've got uh, Owen here, who plays...
1: Arlen, the wild magic sorcerer.
0: Yeah. So, Owen, why don't you start out? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your history with Dungeons & Dragons?
1: So, when I was in 6th grade, um... I, my dad, found, uh, had bought the fourth edition red box set and was like, hey, I used to play this game. Uh, Would you guys be interested in playing it? He said that to me. Actually,
0: um, it it was a little bit the other way around. Bryce came to me and said, hey, dad, you know about this Dungeons and Dragons thing? I'm like, yeah, we can probably go buy the books. And um, So then then I went and asked you whether you wanted to join in. So it's all Bryce's fault.
1: Thanks, Bryce. Um... But uh, from that point on, I asked some of my friends if they were interested in playing. And us being little sixth graders, we had no idea what we were doing. And they all happily agreed. So we sat down and uh, made our characters with the little choose your own adventure in the fourth edition red box. And that's where this all came off. Uh, we lost a few players during the that time, but. I stayed through until six years later now.
0: Yeah, so you got to be a part of the playtest for 5th edition. What what did you think about that?
1: I thought it was really fun. A um, little bit confusing at some points when they were reworking the spell system. But otherwise, it was really fun. Um, I played a little bit of 1st edition, so that helped me um, get into 5th edition instead of just straight from 4th into 5th.
0: Yeah, that uh, very first iteration of the playtest wasn't all that far off the original red box from the uh, basic D&D days back in 1979. It was kind of interesting to see, but then iterated on and on from there, and you guys all got to be a part of that, which was pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, obviously, they came up with 5th edition, so um what do you what do you think about fifth edition? Uh, do you like that one uh, better or worse the same as the playing fourth edition?
1: I like it a lot better than playing fourth edition. Um, first of all, there's a lot less math um, and everything's more I don't know basic and I guess more realistic if that makes any sense
0: yeah, definitely does um, real, real good. So um, that is your history with D&D. Now, let us talk a little bit about Arlen. Arlen was the first of the player characters to have its backstory revealed. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about that particular play session? Because that was very interesting.
1: So that was right after we had gotten the Oracle's Message and we were going through the Oasis. Um we were I was more focused on um trying to find the first missing piece of the puzzle in the oases. Um Yeah, you guys were wandering lost in the Mare Arnosum And I when he when you talked about the shack in the distance and the person running in, I my heart kinda just dropped and I was like, Oh no. I know exactly what this is.
0: Yeah, that was really interesting because when I, when I announced that there was a man in a turquoise robe with a tiger mask, I remember looking over and you were just sitting stunned, you know, staring straight forwards.
1: What was what was going through your mind at that point in time? Just kind of, oh shoot, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, that that was a look
0: on your face too, actually. Now that I think about it. So uh, tell us a little bit about Arlen. Tell us about Arlen's backstory. Obviously, he's a farmer from the edge of the mare. Mm-hmm.
1: Um Arlen comes from a large family. Um,
0: As is common for the farm folk. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the father is human, and the mother is an elf. Um, and Arlen learned most of his um, farming skills from his father and most of his knowledge of lore and... Um, other magic type things from his mother. That's how he has a little more control over um, over his own abilities. Um, but when Arlen was six, um, he was playing with his sister uh, next to the mare and um, I wrote it as a Strong breeze um, pushed him into the mare until he uh, stumbled upon a man in a tiger's mask, um, going in and out of consciousness, seeing uh, the man in the tiger's mask, uh, taking notes, watching over him, that kind of thing. And he just found himself back on his farm and random things would just start happening at random intervals.
0: Yeah, give, give us an example of one of those random things that would have happened.
1: Arlen would have been tending the field's um, turnip season, and out of nowhere a unicorn would appear and then gallop into the distance. Or um, one time a fireball just barely missed the farm and uh, slaughtered a few cows.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned setting a field on fire at one point in time. hmm so um what uh, what did Arlen do? What what uh, what was going through Arlen's mind when all of a sudden these weird things just started happening?
1: At first Arlen was very um confused, um nervous, kind of anxiety-ridden, and then after a while he kind of started to accept it, and now he's um living with it is taking pride in it.
0: Yeah, taking control of the situation. Um, now, the, the next big question would be, what does Arlen want? I mean, he's been thrown into the situation with these other characters, this really eclectic group, um, and just kind of carried along in the current of events. Um, but what does Ar- Arlen want? What what does he want to you know get out of this, and where does he want to go once it's all done?
1: Arlen... Wants to explore and see all the sights of the world, um, and afterwards, um, help clean up what magic residue is left and help educate the world about what it means to have magic and the responsibilities and dangers that it, that comes with that.
0: Well, we've definitely seen uh, the dangerous part. That's for sure. Uh, real good. Um, So, um, what, what does Arlen think is going on here? We've got, uh, some absolutely crazy happenings. I mean, he's been not kicked off of, but, uh, you know, kicked out of his own farm there to go seek his fortune in the world because everything is going wrong. And, and, uh, then he finds himself in with this whole group and, and, uh, kicking around and, and, you know, facing hordes of undead. What, what, uh. What is, what's going through Arlen's mind at this point
1: in time? Um, just fight to live another day kind of thing. Um, make the best relationships possible with the other members of the party and not to die.
0: <laughs> Real good. Now, we did have one seminal moment that's also happened. Another character's backstory came out. Um, and that uh, that being Adri turning out to be a half-drow. Now, I had to... Prime, you and Bryce, and uh, give you, Bryce, and Adri the uh, you know history of the Drow in uh, Um How difficult was that scene to do? Did, did that come naturally, or was, were you kind of forcing yourself to get into the mind space of someone who'd been told all his life that the Drow are evil, horrible creatures that are always up to no good?
1: From a player standpoint, Um, coming from a background of being an actor uh, and having pretty good improv skills, um, the scene came pretty naturally to me. But in a uh, character standpoint, it was really hard. I had um, formed a close bond with Adri through killing hordes of undead and that kind of thing. And... I really didn't want to hurt her, even though my mother multiple times told us the stories before we went to bed of how the evil drow who do nothing but evil uh, came into the world and uh, slaughtered and pillaged. And I knew inside that Adrie was not an evil person. But just the immediate shock reaction of, oh my gosh, she's a drow. It's, it, was, it was more of a impulsive reaction to pull weapons. I immediately wanted to put it away. And as you know, I was immediately the first to apologize.
0: Yeah, now actually that was one of the great moments we've had so far in the entire series is when I announced that. Underneath her makeup and garb, there was dark black skin. And you just went, <gasps> No! It was a pretty, pretty awesome reaction. Um, did you have any idea that she was actually not what she seemed to be? No.
1: Um, other people might have picked up little points, but as a person who who is... Pretty much exclusively played magic users, a person using a cantrip, such as Dancing Lights, would not have been an unknown thing. And that that
0: was the first of the clues there, yeah. mm -hmm. Uh, And actually, uh, uh, Jesse and I were just talking about how we really had to finally balance um, trying to... Drop hints that she, you know, was not what she seemed. You know, having to run away and redo her makeup and things like that, and the dancing lights cantrips and a few things, other things, without actually giving it away that she was actually not what she seemed to be. So, um, so how does Arlen view the rest of the party? Um, you've got the kind of intimidating dragon dude. You've got the kind of intimidating demon dude. You've got the beige paladin, and now a uh, half-drow. How, how does how does he get along with all those
1: guys? With Adri, uh he gets along really well. She's an awesome person, and um, she isn't overzealous. The paladin is uh, righteous and mighty, and he, even though he can be awkward at sometimes, he always does what's right. Um, The dragonborn, he's a softie. (laughs) He acts tough, but, you know, he might act clueless at other times, but we all know what's really going on. Um, And then I think that the tiefling monk is a bit spiteful. Uh, I understand that he just wants to protect a close friend, but I don't think he has to take it as far as he really is. I think that might be part of his defenses there. Yeah. I think he just needs to step back and accept if someone has an apology. That really means it. Yeah, we'll see what he does there. Anyways, well, thank you very
0: much for spending a few
1: minutes with us here.
0: And uh, we will have a few more of these, especially as uh, players' backstories start coming out. And uh, we'll see what happens with that in the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us on iTunes. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at fullmedia.podbeat.com. Thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my home.